This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Larissa Moore. And I'm Eliza Harvey. It's Thursday the 10th of March. In your Squiz today, the floods are declared a national emergency. A children's hospital is bombed in Ukraine. Finding Shackleton's ship and delightful garden finds. This is your Squiz today. As we flagged yesterday, Prime Minister Scott Morrison headed to Lismore to tour the flood-affected city. While he was there, he declared the floods in Queensland and northern New South Wales a national emergency, which essentially means the government can cut through a lot of red tape and deploy money and resources like defence personnel faster. He also announced additional disaster funding while he was there. Despite the announcements, it was a tense trip. Locals have had a rough time of it since the floods. Yeah, they've had a dreadful time of it, Larissa. And Scott Morrison was at pains yesterday to make it clear that he gets it, that he knows that many locals feel abandoned by government and resent the fact that they had to rely on volunteers rather than emergency services. But he said that that can be a common reaction in natural disasters. He went on to cite various ones that have occurred under his leadership. Uh, And in quite similar language to Queen. Queensland Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk a couple of weeks ago, he basically said that this was a weather event that was particularly nasty. Uh, He noted that the flood in Lismore was about two metres higher than the previous recorded. He said that it would be unrealistic to expect the Defence Force to help out in disaster zones immediately when they occur. Hence the announcement of the national emergency. It means that they can deploy defence personnel faster now in this situation. As to Labor's response to that, Shadow Emergency Minister Murray Watt said no one is blaming the ADF. Mr. Prime Minister, locals are blaming you. Just highlights a bit about how tense it is there. When it comes to the latest, things are still pretty dire in New South Wales. Another man has died in Western Sydney. Focus is on the Hawkesbury and Nepean River areas today, Eliza. That's right. So the torrential rain has eased, but the rain cage is still sitting at about 70% of the city's annual rainfall, and it's only March. And authorities have warned that the flood threat is very real. That often comes after the rain has stopped. Uh, Those two rivers that you mentioned should peak this morning at levels equal to or greater than the same time last year. Uh, Up north in Queensland, it's not out of the woods yet. There's big thunderstorms that hit overnight from the Sunshine Coast down to the Gold Coast and a lot of rain far north up around Cairns. Uh, In good news for Brisbane, the Wyvernhoe Dam has stopped its scheduled releases, so that means there's going to be less water around and maybe even some blue sky. There was a bit of blue sky here in Sydney yesterday. It was very, very nice to see. Fingers crossed there's more of that where it's needed. On to the latest in Ukraine, grim news this morning with a children's hospital being bombed in the port city of Mariupol. Casualty numbers aren't known, but there are reports of children under the rubble, Eliza. Such disturbing news this morning, Larissa. Uh, Mariupol has been pounded by a relentless Russian bombing attack. And overnight, as you said, uh, that children's hospital in the city was hit. Ukraine's President Zelensky tweeted a video showing that the destruction of the hospital was pretty widespread. 
he says that children are buried in the rubble. There are also pictures that I've seen of women uh, emerging really badly injured from a maternity ward there. Zelensky's calling it an atrocity. He asked in that tweet, how much longer will the world be an accomplice ignoring terrors? And British PM Boris Johnson tweeted back saying that few things are more depraved than targeting the vulnerable and defenceless. He also said that the UK is exploring, quotes, more support for Ukraine to defend against airstrikes. This all happened despite the fact that earlier Ukraine and Russia had agreed to hold a 12-hour ceasefire in six cities to allow a human corridor so that people could evacuate. The shelling, though, continued in Mariupol with results like this hospital. Locals there say the city is running out of food, water and power. Speaking of war and national security, the federal government here at home is expected to announce today plans to grow Australia's defence force. 20,000 troops are to be added over the next 20 years. That would mean the Defence Force would grow by a third under this announcement to 80,000 troops. That's in line with Vietnam War figures. It's a $38 billion expansion to be announced by PM Scott Morrison and Defence Minister Peter Dutton at Brisbane's Gallipoli Barracks today. And they say the extra troops are needed to operate the promised nuclear-powered submarines and to bolster the country's cyber warfare ranks. Uh, The PM is really making national security a key election issue. Morrison says our world is becoming increasingly uncertain, so it's important we take steps now to protect our people and our national interest over the coming decades. In the short term, it means 800 more uniformed personnel and 250 public servants will be added to the ranks over the next two years. South Korea headed to the polls yesterday for their presidential election. Some voters are calling it a contest between the unlikables. Not a very encouraging prospect, Eliza. A contest of unlikables has got a certain ring to it, doesn't it? Sounds like (laughs) it might be a Netflix uh, show. But look, there are plenty of concerns out there in Voterland in South Korea. Bleak job opportunities, a housing crisis, a growing generational divide and that ever-present threat of North Korea, of course. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, President Moon Jae-in can't run again. You only get one five-year term in South Korea. Uh, Some squizzers might remember him from a couple of years back in those historic negotiations Mm. with North Korea when Trump was in power. And election watchers overnight say that Yoon Suk-yeol from the conservative opposition People Power Party will win the election. If that's true, that would see Moon's Democratic Party kicked out of office. And commentators say that would amount to a geopolitical shift in Asia And that's very significant for us here in Australia because the two countries have been working very closely of late. Yeah, with everything going on in our region with China, Australia and South Korea have grown closer recently, so it is an interesting one to keep an eye on. Results should be announced later today. A big story for history lovers this morning with the news that the wreck of Sir Ernest Shackleton's ship has been found 107 years after it sunk into the very icy waters of the Antarctic. Shackleton's story, of course, his expedition to the South Pole being stuck for 10 months on the ice and eventually making it to safety is one of the greatest survival stories. Oh, it's a real boy's own adventure, this one, isn't it? Shackleton, arguably the greatest explorer of them all. But the endurance has been found and 
And that was quite the feat. Uh, Historians and scientists began that search last year with all sorts of high-tech underwater detection equipment amongst shifting sea ice and temperatures above the ice of around minus 18. (laughs) So they didn't actually have high hopes of finding it, but they did get there in the end. And what a find. Uh, I really encourage everyone to have a look at the vision. It's incredible. Uh, The Endurance as a wreck is in pretty incredible condition when you consider it's been there for more than a century. And maybe that's because the water is so cold, it's like being preserved in a freezer. Yeah. One marine archaeologist described it as, without any exaggeration, the finest wooden shipwreck he's ever seen by far. The pictures are quite eerie, but it is something to see. I'll pop links in your episode notes. There's also a couple of links in the story just about Shackleton's adventures, which made for some excellent reading as well. We started with the floods. We'll finish with something flood adjacent, even though it's pretty gross. And that's what all this rain is doing to gardens and indoor plants. If you're seeing some pretty gross, slimy, smelly things happening, Eliza, it's all down to the endless rain and moisture. Yeah, so... Pause on this if you're eating your cereal because we're talking here about mould and slime that resembles dog vomit and a form of blue-green algae that's known as snot. So I think (laughs) we can extrapolate from there. Um, So it's that's right. It's gardens outside, but inside as well. Indoor plants are really struggling for air. Mushrooms are popping up, and the chief botanist at the Botanic Gardens in Sydney says it's all about the humidity. Uh, people are really being warned not to overwater at this stage, um, particularly for those indoor plants because it's just so wet. It has been wet, and some of these unexpected uh, side effects of all that rain and moisture you might be finding in your gardens and plants. Some PSAs there. The day, Eliza, what's caught your eye today? Well, the opposition leader, Anthony Albanese, will give a big address on national security to the Lowy Institute this morning, and that's after PM Scott Morrison gave a similar address earlier in the week. I'm going with sport today. The NRL season kicks off with Penrith taking on Manly. I mention that because I want to give a shout out to the Sport Today team. Not only did they launch a very excellent newsletter this week to accompany their podcast, they're also launching a new podcast series called Don't Forget Your Tips. It'll have all the info you need to get you to the top of your tipping comp. It's out each Thursday. They'll be doing it for both the NRL and AFL rounds. Definitely worth a squiz. So search for Don't Forget Your Tips in your podcasting app. And if that newsletter is of interest, if you're a sports person, I'll pop a link in your episode episode notes as to where you can sign up. That's all from us. Have a good Thursday and we'll be back with you tomorrow. This week, our podcast is brought to you by Aware Super. As one of Australia's largest profit for member super funds, they have a range of helpful tools, like their My Retirement Planner, which allows you to see how much you'll need for retirement and provides an easy to understand plan of how to get there. And better still, it's free for all. Read the PDS and TMD at aware.com.au.